Listen to this powerful statement that Jesus made. It's recorded in John chapter 14, verse 12. Spook, you could put that up. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. Powerful words, aren't they? And these powerful words are for you and for me. We all qualify as whoever. We're all in that, in, in that category of people. We're all whoever's. Now Jesus is saying this to you and I. If we believe in Him, we will do the works that He did. In fact, even more. Can we think about that for a moment? It's huge, isn't it? It's huge, I. He's saying that our lives should be like His life. Like what we read in Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. But for many of us, when we look honestly at our own lives, then if you're thinking that right now, it would be hard to say that we are doing the works that Jesus did. We read Matthew, Mark, Luke and John and we look at our lives. And we say, I'm not seeing much of that. I'm certainly not, I don't know that I'm seeing greater things. There appears to be a mismatch between what Jesus has said and what is happening here on the ground in my life and in your life. And there are two things we can do. The one is we can say, well, I don't understand that and I'm going to leave that alone. And uh, as a shepherd, I can't do that. So I was saying to some of the guys, I've started to wrestle with these words because I'm not happy to see a mismatch in my life I'm not happy to see a mismatch in your life. If Jesus said that I will do the works that he did, then I should be doing that. If he said that you should be doing the works that he did, you should be doing that. So my wrestle is saying, Lord, I want to live this out. What am I missing? What's missing? Because I, I, I want to fill that gap and... Today I want to share something of my journey so far. And I hope that it will encourage you. There were three things that became very clear to me as I, as I, I gazed more at that and kind of wrestled and said, Lord, please help me, Jesus. I, I want this to be real in my life and in our lives. The first thing I had to deal with is this, if you can put it up. This is absolutely true. We're looking at it and we're looking at our lives and saying, well, who do I believe? Jesus' words are absolutely true. Jesus said, very truly, I tell you. If he said this is very true, it's true, isn't it? So there's absolutely no reason, if you can put everything else aside... For a moment, there's absolutely no reason for you and I to doubt what Jesus is saying here. 
He is saying, very truly I tell you, if I have a slightest doubt, this is my problem and not Jesus' problem. Because Jesus is not a liar. I have to deal with my unbelief here. He said this is true, it's true, I need to deal with my doubts, I need to believe what he is saying. We need to believe what he's saying. Now as I was thinking about this, I thought about our faith and, you know, it's easy for, I think, for you and I to believe in Jesus as our Savior. You know why? Because that's what he did. And we don't have to do too much, we just believe him and we say, thank you Lord Jesus for dying on the cross for me. But to believe in Jesus as our Lord and our Master, the one who calls us to follow Him and to do what He commands us to do, that's more difficult. Because that requires me to be doing something now. It requires us to be doing something now. It's fairly easy for us to read Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John and to picture Jesus doing those things. But to picture us doing those things, not so easy. But Jesus said that this is true. So we must believe His words. And we must keep wrestling until we solve this this, this, this disconnect. Uh, the second thing that I realized I think will help us with this, and, and that's that spoof, you can put it up, that our believing or our faith must be in Jesus. So we must believe His words, but we must believe in Jesus. So He said, whoever believes in me, in me, and and as I read that and as I, I, a light came on and, and that unlocked some faith in my heart and I hope this will unlock some faith in all of our hearts. Let me explain. So I think many of us, certainly me, I struggle with what Jesus said because I look at myself. We look at ourselves, we may look at each other. We're not looking at Jesus. And Jesus doesn't say just whoever believes he says whoever believes in me in me and and here is the key for me our faith is not in our ability it's not in your ability to do these things not in my ability to do these things it's not we not jesus is not saying believe that you can gain these abilities our faith is not in us. Our faith is not in having faith. Our faith is in Jesus' ability to do whatever He wants to do through us. I'll put that pause in there because I think if I say, do you believe Jesus can do anything He wants to do? What's your answer? So can Jesus do anything He wants to do through you? Yes. Yes, He can. So then I decided to be a good student. So let me look at the context of this verse because uh, we were chatting about that. It's, it's very dangerous to build a doctrine out of a single verse of Scripture. So let's have a look. Spoof, you can put it up. So I went back a little bit to went back to verse 10 of John 14. This is what Jesus said. Don't you believe 
that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me. The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father working in me. It is the Father living in me who is doing His work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. And then the verse I started with. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. And they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. So look at Jesus' words there. It is the Father living in me who is doing His work. The Father living in me is doing His work. Jesus the man didn't claim to be the source of His power. Very early on He said, and He made this humble statement, oh, you can put the one up, John 5 verse 19, very truly again, very truly I tell you, the Son can do nothing by Himself. He can only do what He sees the Father doing, because whatever the Father does, the Son also does. So if you see as you look at these scriptures together, that the Father was at work in the Son. The Father was doing His work. But the Father's work was visible in Jesus because the Father was doing what He wanted to do through the Son, through Jesus. The miracles that Jesus did were in a very real sense the miracles that the Father was doing through Him. Is that making some sense? It, 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 at first it feels like we're talking words here, but they're such important words. So Jesus said, I can't do it on, on my own. The Father is doing it. The Father is doing it in me. And uh, he's, he's saying that the works that He did revealed that the Father was in Him. The Father was at work in Him. So Jesus explains to His disciples, what you're seeing me do, you're seeing the Father in me. You're seeing the Father doing His work in me and through me. Now, I say to you, that you can expect the same thing to happen in your life. What you've seen happen in my life can happen in you. The God can be working in and through you. So it's not about us. It's about Him doing His work. It's not that we do anything by ourselves. You know, Jesus said, John 15, without me you can do nothing. But remain in me. Remember some time ago, uh, for those guys that go, that go back a bit, spoke about having a pipe welded onto a tank. It's, it's like it doesn't move. Because that pipe is connected to the tank, the water flows out of it. The pipe has nothing of its own, but because it's connected to the tank, the water can flow through it. And, and what, what Jesus is saying is that because God works in us and through us, we can do what we've seen Him do. Paul the Apostle, he put it like this. And next slide, please. Colossians chapter 1, verse 29. Paul wrote, I strenuously contend, listen to this, with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. Christ so powerfully works in me. Philippians 2.13 It is God 
who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill His good purpose. And this, I believe, is a key for us to walk in the truth that Jesus is teaching us. Our faith is not in ourselves. Our faith is not in us having faith. Our faith is in Jesus who wants to work in us and through us. So the same Jesus that you and I read about in Matthew, Mark, Luke and John is wanting to continue to do these things. But now he wants to do these things through you and I. That's the only thing that's changing is that the physical body on earth has changed. But it's the same God, the same purposes. So Jesus says you can expect the same things to happen because God does not change. And he is wanting to continue this work through you and through me. I find this so helpful because when I look at myself, I don't know about you, I can look at myself in the mirror and faith does not well up in my heart. You know, I know you get narcissists um, who look at themselves and say, you incredible person, you are God's gift to mankind. I look and I say, <laughs> I'm not seeing that. Eh? <laughs> okay, Nikki, then. But when I look at myself in the mirror, faith does not rise up. But when I look at Jesus, man, then faith rises up. And I've got to stop trying to have faith. I've got to stop trying to be so. I've got to look at Him and say, Jesus, my faith is in You. I can't do anything by myself, but Jesus can do anything and everything that He wants to do. And He can do that anything and everything through little me. He can do it through little you, he can do it through little me. Because it's not about little you and me, it's about great big him. So I must simply trust him and obey him. We must simply trust him and obey him so that he can do his work. Okay, lesson number three. We can expect to see an even greater impact on the world. Next one, yeah. John 14 verse 12, we... This, this, the, second, the second half of the sentence, they will do even greater things than these. Why? Not because they're amazing, but because I am going to the Father. Because I am going to the Father, you'll see even greater things happening. So in a later conversation, Jesus spoke a little bit more about Him dying, rising from the dead, and then ascending to heaven to go to be with the Father. And we find this verse, John 16, verse 7. Next one, Spool. Again, very truly I tell you. No, 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 no. Next. At the bottom there, sorry. Very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send them to you. You see, once Jesus had ascended into heaven... He could be the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. So he could baptize his disciples. He could baptize you and I in the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit fills us, what happens? Our lives change dramatically. We receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us and we are His witnesses. Wherever we go. 
So while Jesus was with his disciples, they, they, they kind of went in a bunch, right? Because, you know, Jesus said, follow me. So, so Jesus went and, and the guys followed him wherever he went. So, so the ministry was centered around wherever Jesus the man was, right? So if he was in Capernaum, the miracles were happening in Capernaum. If he was in Jerusalem, it was happening in Jerusalem. But now, Jesus has ascended into heaven. These human limitations don't apply anymore. He's saying, I am with you, all of you. I'm with you always, even to the ends of the age. And go and make disciples where? Everywhere. So we, as the church, as the body of Christ, can achieve so much more because Jesus' ministry is now through the Holy Spirit, through His church, through us. Now we are called the body of Christ. And I think as we look at what Jesus said now about us being like Him, now this is making more sense to me. I'm saying so the body of Christ, the church, is... Jesus' hands and feet on earth, wherever, wherever we are. Jesus effectively ministers on earth wherever he has a believing disciple. So, when Lynn went to Addington, Jesus ministered in Addington because he had a believing disciple going in there. Uh, this week, Nikki didn't get a chance to, to share the story, but she was... She went to Chelsea Prep, where she works, where she teaches. And there in the line came an opportunity to testify with a child. And all those who were listening very carefully to the conversation that was happening. Jesus ministers now all over the world, wherever he has disciples. And Jesus wants to work through every single disciple. That includes you and I. That's why he says, whoever believes in me. So I hope that, I hope that uh, gives us now a better picture. So Jesus said, very truly, whoever believes in me will do the works I've been doing, even greater things, because I'm going to the Father. It's absolutely true. You and I have to deal with our doubts, with our questions, and trust Him. But the keys are these, that our faith must be in Jesus, not in ourselves. We can know that we can do nothing but ourselves, by ourselves, but Jesus can do anything He wants to do through us. And this is possible because of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is at work in us and through us. So Jesus is now continuing His work all over the world, wherever He has willing, believing disciples. Is that making a little bit more sense? This is what Jesus is saying is our life. And you know, Paul the Apostle, he is reflecting on that, and he's been teaching about some of that, and we, we find these words in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. He's thinking about God revealing His power through the church, through the body of Christ, and He explodes in this thing of praise, put it up, spook. He says, now to Him, to Him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to His power at work within us. To Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, including ours, forever and ever. Amen.
There's a little bit of excitement welling up. It's hard to tell you. Quiet, eh? Quiet. This is starting to excite me as I, as I start to get it, as the light starts to come on. Because we know Jesus is building His church. His kingdom is advancing. He's building and advancing through His disciples. He's doing this through you and through me. As the body of Christ, Jesus is doing His work through us. And as you and I trust Him, believe Him, obey Him, we will find that He works powerfully in us and through us. And we will find ourselves more and more doing the things that Jesus did. More and more. We're going to read Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. And instead of looking and saying like, Whoa! Now we're going to start saying, Lord, when's my turn? When do I get to do that one? Let's let that shift happen in our hearts. Friends, this is not because you and I are amazing. It's because Jesus is amazing. It's because amazing Jesus is at work in us and through us. Sorry? More Jesus. More of Him. More of Him. So we find ourselves representing Jesus, making disciples of Jesus, doing things that are humanly impossible because He's working in us and through us. This, friends, is our destiny. Let me end where I began. Jesus said that this is true for whoever believes in me. Whoever believes in me. So here's the question for you and for me. Will we believe? Will you believe? Will you believe Jesus? That when he said very truly I say this to you, will you believe him? Will you not call him a liar? Will you not doubt him? But will you believe him? And as I say this, I think I, I was reminded of this of a story, and this is where I want to close. It's found in Mark nine, and and this 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 man comes to Jesus, and and his son is is in a desperate situation. He really wants Jesus to heal him, and Jesus challenges him for his faith. And uh, you can read that in Mark nine, but verse twenty four, he's. He says these, for me, famous words. He says to Jesus, you can put it up, Spoo. I do believe. Help me overcome my belief. Have you ever felt that? Yes, I believe you, Jesus. But, <laughs> but, but human me is doubting. You know, Lord, I believe you, but <laughs> the doubts are still... Ah, Lord... Help me overcome my unbelief. And I think this morning we, we need to cry out to the Lord a little bit like that. So this father desperately wanted to see his son healed and delivered. I think for you and I, I think there are some people that you desperately want to see Jesus deliver. You want, you want to see that thing change. As this man saw Jesus, he saw the miracle man, but then he saw his convulsing son, and his faith kind of evaporated. And I think we, we need to stop looking at ourselves. We are that convulsing son. We are the weak one. 
We've got to stop looking at our weaknesses. You know, Paul wrote to the Corinthian church. He said, God uses the weak to shame the strong, the foolish to shame the wise. It's not about our foolishness. It's not about our weakness. It's all about Him. So we've got to stop looking at our weaknesses. Stop looking at our past failures. I'm sure we've all prayed for people and said, Lord, I'm trusting you to heal. We didn't see the result we wanted to do. Maybe, maybe we're still going to see it. But I don't know, but we didn't see it right now. But we're not going to fixate on those things. We're going to fixate on who Jesus is and what He has said to us. And say, Lord, we want to see that. We want to believe you more than we believe ourselves. Amen. 